You are listening to Curtain Jerks here on the Comedy Podcast Network. My name is Scott Narver. Hi, my name is Steve Sears. I'm breaking L. And you are listening to us on the Comedy Podcast Network or iTunes, perhaps. Ooh, some hopefully on your computer and not on the radio. Or or some Korean bootleg that they sell out in the streets. Yeah, but those are pretty cool because they have all those special features. We are huge professional wrestling fans. Yeah. And we are now over the limit. Yeah. Over the limit is now over mm-hmm. the limit. Guys, we threw down a bunch of money to watch it, right? Yeah, of course we did. We paid the WWE to watch this pay-per-view. We didn't stream it. Of course not. No, why? Well, would. I mean, I think that's illegal in most places. And the yeah. digital artifacting is a crime unto itself. Yeah. So uh, so since we paid so much money for it, any quick thoughts on, uh, on uh, Over the Limit? Uh, overall, I thought it was a really nice uh, pay-per-view. Nothing too <laughs> nice. fantastic. It, a lot of good stuff. But were your n- limits pushed? Were uh, your limitations exceeded? None of my limits were pushed. No. Okay. Uh, the, so you would say for you, Brett, over the limit was a smooth drive. Yeah. It was Cruise under control. The, it was 55. 55, okay. we stayed alive the whole time. Oh, okay. speed. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Steve? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I liked. The, I really liked that Fatal 4-Way a lot. Powerhouse. Not one person died. No. So, also, it wasn't fable. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. There's nothing not fatal, fatal about it. It's like, uh, we're supposed to kill four guys, or we're supposed to kill three guys, or we're just supposed to kill the guy who wins. <laughs> the Daniel Bryan CM Punk match was awesome, but just it's so poorly booked. I can't get over how bad it. I, I can't get over how bad it you is mean, that there was no setup. You setup. mean in the buildup, not the fact it, that oh, you yeah, had yeah. two awesome competitors. Oh no, an exactly awesome that. The buildup was horrible. They what should've... if the pay per view were called Bad Bookery? Uh, well, then that this was over the limit. <laughs> everything about it was great. Uh, I mean, just to have Daniel Bryan come off of losing to Sheamus uh, clean a, a bunch of times, and then with literally less than three weeks to put him in with the other world champion and have CM Punk struggle with him just makes him look CM Punk look so weak. It I don't, it's terrible. But, but I think this could be this is the Mortal Kombat Street Fighter sort of theory. I mean, Sheamus is a big strong guy, right? He's a powerhouse. Well, he's then a he powerhouse. should then he should have the championship for for both shows then if he's so great, you know. Well, I well, think well, it he is. didn't beat CM Punk. Hold on a second. But now if, you're if going Daniel over the Bryan can can take CM Punk to the wire and Sheamus can easily beat him. Then it makes sense that see, that Sheamus would be the grand champion. Well, Brett, if there was a show, if there was a show on History Channel or Spike TV where it was like professions versus each other, imagine Daniel Bryan's kind of like a surgeon and Sheamus is like a construction worker, and so they've got their weapons. You know, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan's got a scalpel and uh, Sheamus has got a jackhammer. You're gonna have to go sometimes with the, you and, know, the powerhouse. And Daniel Bryan has an elevator because he was able to sneakily work his way to another level where he beat Jerry Lawler quickly. Lucky opportunity. That, I mean, don't don't even get me started on that. I mean, he I earned his he earned I'm his not. title match by beating a sixty year old man in under four minutes. Hey, that know? guy's hey. always re- but that guy's always ready. He's yeah. always Big Show punched a man ready. for his job. These okay. are sometimes the opportunities you get. Sometimes you get a briefcase off of a ladder. Sometimes, sometimes you get a silly giant, shit happens. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you get a big punch in the face. Uh, us here at Curtain Jerks would like to thank uh, WWE for giving Big Show his 700th push for no reason. Yeah. yeah. So. We, we, uh, we're big uh, proponents of the 700th push. Mm-hmm. And speaking of things that are large and in charge, guys, Raw is going to three hours in length. Yeah. yeah. 180 minutes. Yeah. Also, there'll be NXT, and also there'll be SmackDown. Uh, well, what is it? What is it yeah. going to drop down to uh, aside from commercials? 
Like, so it's going to be about 40 minutes of wrestling? A hundred... Oh, how much wrestling? Oh, yeah, yeah I guess I oh. shouldn't say... I shouldn't ask yeah. how much wrestling there will be. How As of content? right now, it's it's probably an hour 30 for a two-minute... Sh- for a two-hour show. So it's probably going to be, I don't know, hour, hour 40. 45 yeah. for a three-hour show. <laughs> I hope they turn that into a promo. Oh, my God. There'll yeah. be an hour and 45 show as uh, many video packages and commercials for wrestling related things that they do in the two hour show it'll be Uh, i think they're counting the commercials for wwe shop zone probably yeah probably there's gonna be so many more packages guys as brett just said there's plenty of packages. Plenty of packages. There's going to be more and packages than a men's room or Christmas. Some of the mid-card. <laughs> or a men's room at Christmas. Whoa. Some of the mid-card and jobber elves. packages are going to get over now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. So there's there's more. And, and and that's great because John Laurinaitis is in charge. And well, although he's a guy that we should talk to. Because yeah, yeah. There, there was a mishap on Raw. Well, there's a lot of content to be accounted for, you know? That maybe they're getting a little stressed. There's a lot of... I mean, he generally makes a pretty big mistake almost every time he's on the microphone. <laughs> That's true. And now, Monday, he made some uh, fatal mistakes as far as uh, the logic of a lot of the things that they're trying to set up. Who are we going to kill? I don't understand this <laughs> fatal four-way business. So now that the fatal four-way is done, we have to kill somebody, right? Yeah, Definitely. So I, I think we need to call him to get some clarification on some things that, that happened on Raw. Because mm-hmm. uh, I heard something strange. Other people heard things I that were strange. There was a Twitter uproar also. I mean, Definitely. I maybe, you know what? Here at Curtain Tricks, maybe it's time for some answers, guys. All right. Why don't you get him on the line? Yeah, get, give, him a, give him a ring. I'm dialing. <laughs> yep. Is that a new phone? No, I painted the old one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's wet. Yep. Oh. <gasps> Uh, hello, Mr. Laurinaitis. I am. It's the uh, it's the curtain jerk guys. Uh, oh, uh, hello, it's gentlemen. Brett and Steve and Scott. Yeah, how how you doing? Uh, my name is not Mr. Laurinaitis. It is John Laurinaitis, the general manager of both Raw and SmackDown. Oh, and executive first... vice president of talent relations. I do that as well, but the other one's just more important now. Can we just call you Mr. Laurinaitis, or would you prefer John? I prefer the entire title. Uh. Well, Mr. Are you a doctor? No, no I'm <laughs> That's not. That's why I don't call you one. That very, yes, very astute, it's very a, astute. Yeah. Uh, we noticed there was a couple of um, mishaps on Raw this uh, this last week. Oh, you think there's some holes? Uh, yeah, I think there were some holes, and I think Definitely it's, uh, some we'd like to plug some of those holes if we possibly could, maybe uh, get some answers. I saw that video you posted on Facebook of me. You're making fun of what I said. Yeah, what's the quote? It do we seemed, have that written yeah, down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed like a bit of a slip-up. Uh, Scott, do you have that written down, the quote? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm grabbing it right now. My phone's a, a little slow here. Uh, I, I was, uh, we, Mr. Lornice, we weren't sure, but you cut a promo, it sounded like, on Cena, and it really sounded a little bit more, I guess... Yeah. Yeah. It personal? Seemed, personal? Personal? Um, uncomfortable, even, yeah, I yeah. guess you could say. It definitely sounded like a backstage incident. Yeah, Scott, you got this? I had said, I want to make sure you and everyone else knows that you or everyone else cannot lay a finger in me again. I think it's the in me that we're concerned about. I'm also concerned about the fact that you said again. That means, one, you have to deal with fingers in you, and uh, you're, well, you just have to deal with fingers in you, I guess. Ever since I showed up to your tribute show... Well, you tried to give me an award that was inserted into me. Yeah, I I remember this. I have had an injury to my anal walls. Anal walls? My anal walls. 
Are you trying to say that the other superstars in the locker room are exploiting this injury? They are. John Cena fingered me at over the limit. Oh, oh come God. on. He checked my oil. Gross. Oh. <laughs> How was the level? I thought you'd paid your dues. I did. I've taken a throat injury from Dr. Death Steve Williams, and now I've been blasted in the ass by you <laughs> and by John Cena. Uh, you know, Mr. Lord, At I... the commentary table, John Cena put a finger in me. Oh, goodness. Oh, Lord. God. Wow. It wasn't enough that he he, he he rang a bell near my ears and poured water on my genitals that are not supposed to get wet. How about oh, I'm you? I'm sorry, Mr. <laughs> Why are your genitals not supposed to get wet? Well, whose genitals are? Mine are all dried up. My doctor says it's bad for me. Oh, so it's like if you put a, like, if it's like you have beef jerky that's really old and you get water on it, the beef jerky just sort of falls apart. Turns back into beef. Oh, gross. I, I was also concerned that you might have a real legitimate shoulder injury when Cena tried to throw you back into the ring and you somehow miscalculated it and slammed your shoulder against the mat i wasn't ready for that it's because i had a finger in me you know how hard it is to get thrown into a ring once you've had a finger inserted inside of you i I would imagine it's like pulling the cork out of a wine bottle suddenly there's no control (laughs) i was corked oh Oh, boy but I can't stand this humiliation anymore. Well, how about the added humiliation of where you made a pretty uh, bad mistake the next night on Raw when you said that uh, you hired Big Show on Saturday when that clearly would have said that Big Show would have been fired for in, involving himself in your That would give him employment for yeah. a, no, a no WWE employee interference during a match. Yeah. Oh, is it real easy to run your show? Well, I mean, you've said it. You set up the oh, stipulation. Oh, oh, your little podcast. Is this real easy to run? Oh, they I have it's... a lot of information in front of you to memorize and convey to your public. Well, we have notes. Yeah, Ryan, the one of you put front... a finger in the other one and then try and convey that information. Steve puts a finger in his own ass almost every episode. You never hear it because it's like a cork in a wine bottle. <laughs> well, all right. Well, it's a little harder for me. When a man puts a finger in my butt, then I have a little bit harder time to convey the information. So, yeah, I made a mishap. I made a mishap on Raw because John Cena thinks it's okay, never give up, and his wife leaves him to put a finger in me. Oh, now you're getting personal. Yeah, now it's getting re- is it, it personal. It already got personal. He put his finger in my <laughs> ass. All right, all right, all Mr. Right, Lord. Thank you for joining us. Jeez, Thank you very much. Wow, he's he's worked up. That yeah, sounds he like sure it. Is. Well, maybe he's trying to do his Kegel so he can get a little bit of firmness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's not the only big news. There's a lot of news. There's a ton of we, stuff. And we don't. We can't cover all the news, guys. But we get the insight from big superstars about the news. Like yes. John Laurinaitis talking about getting finger blasted on Raw <laughs> at Over the Limit. True. And now, uh, guys, their TNA guys are leaving left and right. Matt Morgan is leaving TNA. Alex Shelley today. It's it's been rumored uh, heavily that he is leaving TNA. Along, and the big one. The big oh, one. The really important one. The big one. The big one. Ric Flair. Woo! Is leaving TNA. Yeah. Guys, what's happening? I don't... It seems like there's a mass exodus for the door over there, for whatever reason. I remember reading at one point that Spike executives had said that they don't want Ric Flair appearing near nude, which means not in his (laughs) ring gear. And also, they don't want him to to be bleeding. I imagine some fucking Spike TV executive, every time he turned on Impact for a little while, it's like, who is this old man who's so tan? Oh, God, put on a shirt. God, he's bleeding everywhere. <laughs> Brett, what are you going to point at, at your hand when you go to a house show now? It's just going to be Chris Saban, who's a Michigan guy, and you're a Michigan guy. Yeah. Are you just going to point at your hand all sad? That I, I am. only a Motor, Mis- City, uh, Motor City machine gun. gun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, I mean, I, I'm offering my services to Chris Saban. I'll what? join him as what? a tag team partner. If I like. think he means offering his services as a wrestler, not, oh. as, a, not as a valet or a finger blast. Or and not an oil checker, <laughs> yeah. as a tag team partner. I understand Michigan's a big auto, t- auto state. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots of oil checking. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> we, we can speculate all we want about this. But we have the general manager of Impact Wrestling that works for us. Yeah, yeah, he sure does. Hulk Hogan is our receptionist here at the Curtain Jerks uh, neighborhood. <laughs> at the Comedy Podcast Network. At the Comedy Podcast so, Network. Steve, can you get him on the intercom? Uh, yeah, let me see here. It's Typically, the, I don't even have to. He just leaves it on. It's the yellow the button. Oh, it's, oh. I'm here. Oh, Jesus. Oh, hey, I'm hello. here, brothers. I didn't even press it. Yeah. Hogan, do you want to come into the studio and get on mic? All right. I, here I am. Why is there oh, a God. tiny little bandana on this yellow button? <laughs> That's what keeps it press so i can hear what's going on in here dudes is there part of the button that uh is is falling apart uh yeah. that you're covering up yeah it is <laughs> oh. so what's oh, going on brothers underneath the intercom there's a bunch of knee pads <laughs> uh, hogan uh we we know that uh some guys are leaving tna it's 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 been leaked yeah uh we know that, that matt morgan is leaving god alex shelley is leaving get him out rick flair is leaving well, but you, that's a tough one, dude. That's Rickles, buddy. Yeah, because I wanted Rickles. I wanted Flair to stick around for the long haul. Rick- I think he's got 30, 40 more years of good matches left in him, brothers. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, yeah. Are you are you lowballing it or are you highballing it? I I think I'm actually lowballing it. I think that man <laughs> could go well into his hundreds. Oh God, Gee, I, I think uh, he is in his hundreds. I, to be completely yeah. honest, guys, I really liked it when uh, Flair did that match with Jay Lethal, but I I can't imagine him doing much else. I mean. Did you have something set for Ric Flair? Did you yeah, have a program? Yeah, we, we had a pretty big uh, push for the TNA belt. Uh, pretty soon we were going to have Rude drop it uh, back to Sting, and then Sting and Flair <laughs> were going to get into a program together. Oh, God. I, and, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. Yeah, it's never been done, dude. You've never been at a retirement home, mm-hmm. and uh, they only have one pudding left? And one guy got flour on his face, and the other guy bleached his hair and cut his forehead by accident? Mm-hmm. You've never seen that at a retirement home? I did, but I never saw it for a build. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, the big thing over here, brothers, is that there's some TNA house cleaning going on. And all these guys that aren't believers in the change in the company, they're going to go ahead and leave. But this company's making some positive ground. And it all starts with two words, brothers. Brooke Hogan. Uh, yeah, wait. Uh, yeah, yeah, hold on. Right. Wasn't that your daughter? It, yeah, Doesn't she it look still like is. your wife? Yeah, it still it, is wait, it's daughter. not a, it's, it hasn't changed tense. Like Steve, shit. when divorces happen, the fathers and <laughs> children don't get divorced. It's only the the wife and the husband. So oh my, they're I've still gotta, my kids. I gotta dude. call my parents. I fucked up big time. <laughs> yeah, you're still their kid. Am I? Oh, this, hey guys, sounds like this lone wolf's gonna have to return to the pack after much negotiation with Dixie Carter, myself, and Brooke. She's agreed to take herself off the road of touring around with her pop singing career <laughs> to take over TNA's knockouts division. That sounds Dude, like a lot of unhappy, brothers. a lot of unhappy shopping malls. If you think about it, what has Brooke Hogan negotiated for herself to work at Impact Wrestling? Well, the first thing she's negotiated is getting herself a job oh, at Impact yes. Wrestling, <laughs> which I think is fantastic. Is she going to sing all the wrestlers' uh, theme songs now? Brothers, every one of the knockouts is currently having their entrance music redone with her uh, number one singles. Uh, so, could you name a couple of those? I songs? can't right now, dude. What is Mike <laughs> Tenay's so new, proud. What is Mike Tenay's new theme song called by Brooke Hogan? I wish I had a boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's Mike Tenay's new yeah, song. Yeah, that's his new song, brothers. <laughs> uh, Brooke is going to take this company into the future. 
It well with her wrestling, no, wait, her wait. wealth of wrestling knowledge. Hogan, I got to correct you there. You you corrected Steve about uh, Brooke still being your daughter. You saying it's gonna take wrestling into the future. That's that's gonna happen. You're you can't go into the past. You're going into the future. Yeah, well, it's a constant march into the future, right? Yes, yeah. sure thing. Dude. No, right, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Hogan. Uh, Brooke Hogan is named executive in charge of the knockouts. Definitely. What experience? She she hasn't wrestled. What what uh, what qualifies her? I'll tell you what. Since being my daughter, she has been to over five hundred live wrestling events before, sitting front row to second row. She's been backstage. Uh-huh. She's met wrestlers. Right. She's I... had a pop career. She's been on a reality television show. She's uh-huh. my daughter. <laughs> All of those things qualify her. After each one, you do jazz hands. After you present it, you do jazz hands and you get on one knee. Distract us. I'm playing to the webcam (laughs) for when you guys live broadcast these things. Well, we're just gonna get the footage right now. We're just stocking up. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Well, Hogan, thanks for all your insight on this. Uh, No problem. You guys are gonna be on the ride when TNA Impact Wrestling hits the stratosphere. Oh, we get to go to Universal Studios and ride one of the rides. Yeah, and then I'm gonna hire you both. What? As what? Oh, yeah. Wait, and you're not hiring Brett? No, not right now. He's too qualified. <laughs> oh, I see. Just, Just like Brooke. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to hire Steve Sears as our main archivist of all wrestling history. Ooh. Ooh. I understand you guys got quite a lot of vinyl. Yeah, we do, dudes. Uh, and may I ask uh, what I get to do? Uh, you are going to be Brooke's assistant in uh, executive for the knockouts division. Yeah. yeah. You will work. I'm an archivist. <laughs> you will work closely right under my daughter. Yeah, darn right I will. All right. Well, see you, dude. Thanks, Hogan. Wow. Wow. That, that was, was awesome. Ex- that was exciting. So Mike Tanay's got a song. You yeah. know, a lot of people would think that the future of TNA would be bringing in all those MMA stars. I really think it's going to be Brooke Hogan is going to be make- making the real difference. Is that what you think? That's what I think. Yeah. I think so, too. Well, I think uh, it's good to know what a lot of people think. And recently we found out what WWE thinks, who the top 50 WCW superstars are. This is an amazing list that they put together. Truly is. very honorable of them to think about it, especially the competition throughout the years, and then finally to recognize WCW superstars for what they... uh what they really brought to the sport in the, uh, the medium, you know, guys? And it's obvious they really took the time to investigate the history of this company in order to truly put on paper 50, 50 of the most fantastic superstars to compete in WCW. Brett, who is number 50? Number 50. Th- just to give you some idea of the... Uh, I need an idea. ...respect that this list actually carries. Number 50, Jeff Jarrett. Whoa! Double J. Double J. King of the Mountain. 50 on this list. 5-0. That means 49 other superstars better than Jeff Jarrett are ranked up. You know what? I submit there's more. Yeah, who's 49? Oh, shit. I just slammed Jeff Jarrett. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you think that Jeff Jarrett should be farther back? (laughs) Juventud Guerrero. Whoa, the the juice. juice. Yeah, yeah. Hit me with 48. 48. This is where it takes a bit of a left turn. Dennis Rodman oh. is the 48th greatest Rodzilla. superstar in the WCW Rodzilla. history. Possibly the most tattoos of all of WCW? Possibly. And yeah. then every single superstar combined, more tattoos than all of them. That's yeah, you're probably right. But I think that it would be a good for us to actually call number one. Because what about actually, number 17? 
Number 17 is double A, my friends. Whoa! Arn Anderson. Yeah. The Arn. A little bit better than Robin. Yeah. But look, guys, we're just fans. You know, we should talk to somebody that's actually on this Can list. Can we talk to number one? I mean, number one has got to be unattainable. Oh, no, no. Number one is attainable. He's We have him on quite a bit. So, uh, yeah, it would be great to talk to him. Who is it, Brett? The number one wrestler in the history of WCW wrestling. The Stinger. Whoa. Whoa, Sting. Yeah. Sting. I'm dialing right now. Dialing. I'm already dialing. Sorry, yeah. Steve. I'm, no, gonna, I'm, I'm hot dialing. I'm doing a hot dial. Oh, it's ringing. Hello? Stinger? Sting. Hey, who's this? It's the Curtain Jerk guys. Hey, guys. What's going on? Just having a little bit of party over at my house. You having a party? Uh, yeah, big party. You've been big off TV party. for a little while. Are you taking a break, a vacation? I just got some great news over the internet. Yeah. Oh, you must be talking about the list of the top 50 WCW superstars. Uh, the t- other 49, if you think about it, because there's one guy at number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is that parrot doing over there? <laughs> I are don't know. A, are you having a beach-themed party? No, no, no. I'm having a cold party. A cold party? Yeah. Everybody's sick? No, 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 no. Three people are sick. That Asian guy, he's sick. But everybody's wearing coats. We're inside. Got the air conditioning cranked up real high. (laughs) Sounds like an avian flu outbreak. And it sounds like it doesn't know Mr. Fuji's name. Oh, boy. Well, anyway. Asian, not Japanese, my friend. (laughs) Scott Narver, is that you? Yes. That sounds like Scott Narver. It is. Hey, where are you? You should come over here wearing one of those tuxedo shirts, jackets, you know, the ones that Eskimo wears. Forget the pants, buddy. Come on, it's a party. Yeah. I think he asked me to jacket over at his party. (laughs) Well, Sting, Sting, I have a question about this list. You, You know that you've been named number one. Yeah, I'm having a party. Okay, well. This seems like a move by WWE to get you to come over to WWE by calling you number one. What if they don't mean it? You mean some sort of ploy, guys? Are you saying that they're trying to contact me and put up some sort of relationships? Maybe try to get me even into the Hall of Fame or maybe some sort of Legends contract? Is that what you're saying to me, Scott? That's what I'm saying. Steve? Yeah, definitely. Everybody else on this list between the numbers nine and one have all been in the WWE at some time but you. I didn't think that Chris Benoit made the list, guys. <laughs> no, 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 he didn't. For some reason, he's mysteriously not on it. Is he at your party? Let me let me look around. Uh, he's crazy. Uh, yeah. He can't be. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Uh-oh. I got him real flat against the wall. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, it's a poster. I've got a poster of Chris Benoit at my party at my house. That might be Han Solo and Carbonite also. Let me take a look. It's Han Solo and Carbonite, <laughs> but I painted him with purple pants with black stripes. <laughs> great, great, great. Well, so can hey I just... guys, Greedo shot first. Did you guys ever hear about that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you can change the things that you make. Stig, I'm going to go one further. I'm going to say Greedo didn't shoot at all and Han shot. <laughs> what? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, I, I won't. It's my show. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go take that laser disc of Star Wars and bite it in half. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you want to talk about this list at all? <laughs> Stay. Ask me a question. Brett. Brett. So, yeah. Brett. Yeah. I've missed you. I've missed you. Give me the sound of your voice. Uh, Feed my ears with your mouth soup. <laughs> Stinger. I'm here for you, my friend. Tell me what you want to know. Ask me questions, guys. Well, it's a pretty intricate list of these 50 people. I just want to see what you think about where some of the other superstars fell. Pour your soup in my ear, Brett. Uh, Pour it in, buddy. Let's drink it up with our heads. Just the first three alone is you, my friend, who uh, nobody can deny yeah, that you're not you're fantastic. Yeah, that's why you're calling. I'm having yeah. a party. It's a cold party. Number two, Ric Flair. 
Number three, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Ooh, Ric Flair. I heard I was going to have a program with him in TNA. <laughs> yeah, but now it's looking like he's leaving. Gosh, I wonder where he's going to end up. He's a good guy, that Rickles. Oh, yeah, WCW. Uh, number four, Goldberg. Ooh. Number five, Kevin Nash. Ooh. Number six, DDP. Ooh. Give him number 38, Brett. Number 38. Let's run to 38. Michael P.S. Hayes. Ooh, another guy who's not number one. Yeah, I'm pouring my soup out now, guys, into everybody's ear holes. Now, of your matches that you've had, I think you've stated publicly that your most favorite matches have been with Ric Flair and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Where do you think Ricky the Dragon Steamboat falls on this list? Well, well I would suppose that he would probably be falling somewhere not at one. Oh, he's nowhere near one. Where is he? Let he's me hear it. Could it, would you believe me if I told you he was just one person above Eric Bischoff? I wouldn't believe it. How much? He, one. He's at 24. Ricky how much the, does it cost, Brett? Tell me how much it costs. It's actually free. I, get out of here. It's free? It is. That's incredible. That's so great. Arguably the one of the greatest technical wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling, Kurt Hennig. Where do you think he's at? I don't know. I wonder if I've got a poster of him on my wall. I guess I don't. That's a mirror. It's me. <laughs> 39. Mr. Perfect is 39 on this list. Perfect Plex. I'm number one. Stinger. Woo! All right. Well, we should just let it. We should let you get back to your party, yeah. Sting. Hey, does anybody want to watch me mouth this frozen champagne? No. We can't watch you because you're on a... It's audio. I'll take a picture. Okay. Send it to us. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, Stinger. Bye, Stinger. Wow. Jeez. That sounds like a hell of a party. Yeah, it sure did. I couldn't hear any other guests, though. (laughs) No. I couldn't hear hear that parrot. No, I couldn't hear the parrot. I couldn't hear anything. You know, there's those frozen nightclubs in Las Vegas. (laughs) What? They're all ice on the inside of them? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Have you been? Hey, you didn't ask about Chris Canyon. I tried. I I wasn't getting Who better than Canyon? Nobody. He should be number one. I was trying to get to everybody. Who better than Canyon? Brett 36 Hart. other people. <laughs> we'll, we'll put this list on our Facebook page. How about that? We're going to type all of them out? Uh, we'll just copy and paste it. We'll put a link. Yeah. And a, a link. link to each of those guys' Wikipedia pages. Chris yeah. Jericho, 27. Rick Rude, 26. Brett Hart, 41. Yeah, well, he had a stroke. Yeah. Well, yeah. Knocks you down. I think it was after that, though. It, it knocks you down a couple numbers. <laughs> yeah, knocks you down. Guys, time for jerk tweets. Yeah. Jerk tweets. Jerk tweets. Yeah. Hear the intensity of that jingle? <laughs> That's jerk tweets. Jerk tweets. Jerk tweets. Every week, go to Twitter.com and send us jerk tweets. Hashtag jerk tweets. And we'll answer them right on the air. So, starting with at SimplyNeil1 asks. What are your earliest recollections of watching wrestling? Ooh. This one will show my age a little bit, but the first match I ever actually remember watching was uh, (laughs) the Madison Square Garden replay of Hogan beating Iron Sheik for the title. Whoa. That's that's what made me become a Hulkamaniac. 84? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, you're 84 years old? I am 84 years old. Wow, you sound spry. Yeah. Steve? Uh, I remember being at a friend's house, and they were watching wrestling, and for some reason, all of my friends really liked clowns. Uh, you know what? This You know when you end up going to a birthday party of a friend, and then you get to meet all their other friends? Okay. Sure. Uh, they had, like, they thought clowns were the coolest thing on the planet, 
And uh, I still don't know at what age this is for. <laughs> oh, this was last week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I think I was probably 10 or 11, and uh, they thought clowns were super cool. And I was like, clowns are fucking creepy. And they were huge Doink fans, and wrestling was on. They were like, Doink, Doink, Doink. And it was like, this is, but like, I even knew back then that something wasn't right. And uh, yeah, that was the first. And I think and then I didn't watch wrestling for a good solid decade. I, yeah, I probably wouldn't have either. So you got introduced via Doink? I think so. Wow. Or also, uh, there was a time when, if you know, uh, if you watch Saturday morning cartoons, and then you're like, suddenly you're past the 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock hour, and you're like, shit, I've been watching for like six hours. Yeah, then it's Kung Fu. And WWE. Yeah, but didn't wrestling come on? Well, WWF at the time. All Stars, I think it was. Yeah, as soon as wrestling started, Mm -hmm. I knew I was like, fuck, I've been watching TV for way too long. That's what I'd say (laughs) when I was five or six. You're a foul-mouthed child. I'd be fuck, I've been watching for way too long. (laughs) And then I watched some wrestling. I, I just remember never seeing Hogan. I oh yeah, because yeah, it, it was always it was always never seeing him. A, uh, you know a superstar versus a jabber. That's all those Saturday shows were. Yeah, it was I, awesome. I recall uh, first watching. I think uh, was post WrestleMania three, like uh, leading up to WrestleMania four, like somewhere in there with my brother mm-hmm. that we watched then, and we saw the tournament stuff. It was so cool that it was all building up to a tournament. But I was a huge Hulkamania back then. Whoa, Hulkamaniac oh, fan! <laughs> I should. I was a Hulkamaniac fag for a little while, yeah. and then someone you explained were, to me. Hey, look, hey, you were gay for Hogan. It's fine. yeah, super there's, gay. Like there's thousands. Rip that shirt in half. Yeah, rip it in half. Do it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and Brett's 84 years old. Yeah. And then How far in high come? school, I started getting high, and suddenly wrestling became the coolest thing on the planet. <laughs> so I figured I'd add that for anyone who wasn't offended by ageism, homophobia, or drug use. Yeah, <laughs> good. There we go. M. Rush says, what is the worst wrestling match of all time? Wow. Gosh. Anything with doink. (laughs) Of all time. That's a tough one. That's tough. There's so many categories of what, you know, a terrible wrestling match. Either the expectations for something yeah. and then it, it falls apart. I think we should do that. I think we should do expectations, a build, and then, and then finally the seeing an action. actual match fell flat. Because so much is mm-hmm. expectation. So much is selling the match beforehand, and you're excited to see it, and then it's like, boom. Expect- I'll go expectation for you guys. WrestleMania 20, Goldberg versus Lesnar with uh, Stone Cold as special guest referee. Yeah. Really thought that mm-hmm. was going to be something really awesome. And it was just a dud. And Stone Cold laughing through it and giving stunners at the end, which was cool. But what a stinker. Yeah. yeah. I remember watching that and being like, hey, yeah, what? Three badasses who aren't being badass? I'd say uh, a pretty – I have two pretty bad ones. One of them just because the match did not uh, live up to the year-long hype. But I thought that that Rock Cena match just really fell flat Ooh, as far as – Controversial. Uh, yeah. I mean, The Rock was a day late on almost everything that he was supposed to do. But was the, he a dollar short? And a dollar short. That's funny because he's so rich. Uh, but the worst <laughs> match I have saw live and then – but was also a WrestleMania. was at WrestleMania 23, and it was the great Kali versus Kane. That buildup? Uh, no, that? no, no. Just the match itself was okay. just horrible. Clunker. So anybody, I guess, that had to wrestle the great Kali was not going to have a great. All right. That's fair. Yeah. I, I think I could I could say on the flip side of that for having little to no buildup, Chris Benoit versus Stone Cold on SmackDown right before that King of the Ring was I thought was awesome. So that's one of the worst matches of all time. No, it was awesome. Not an awesomely bad. I just I was thinking about that. That wasn't a question. <laughs> I know. But Sting bringing up Benoit and Carbonite and I was like, what if everything was OK, guys? <laughs> at Zishu says, yeah. which comedian or comedians have influenced you the most? 
I would have to say Scott Narver and Brett Gunnell. Oh, oh I nice. wouldn't. No, I said influence me as in things I don't want to do with my career. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. Make millions of dollars? Yeah, good luck on the streets there, hobo. Hey, fuck you and the fact that you guys wear tuxedos to every show, okay? <laughs> hey, I got asked the jacket over at Stings. Hey, well, I hope you don't get any frozen jizz on your ice cream cone when you're... <laughs> Does this me mean too. our, like, on our comedian sides, not our pro wrestling side? So we're not looking to say which oh, wrestler... Oh, you couldn't say Buff Bagwell? Which wrestler funny. that's funny yeah. influenced us or anything, but actual comedian. Uh, well, I'll say for me, whether this changes your answer or not, like, yeah, there's many comedians that have influenced me, but one of the top comedians I look at as a comedian that's influenced me ever since I was a kid is Bobby the Brain Heenan. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the funniest men alive. Just was always able to riff so on quick. anything so, so quick. quick. Sure, sure. Had, it never seemed like anything was canned. Like, never seemed like a, you know, Lawler at times is very funny. And then at other times, it's like he's had some hack joke in his Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can see a notebook. Like, like yeah. Lawler has a notebook where he writes all these anecdotes in it just so that he can bring them up at the right time. And oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Puppies! Yeah. <laughs> Heenan's instinct. Like, yeah. Heenan's always been instinct. And one of my favorite segments ever is when Ric Flair was coming. Like, Ric Flair was arriving to the studio, and Heenan's, it's that one shot of Heenan walking through the hallways of all the production oh, area. Oh, yeah, and going through, the, like, the, the control room. And yeah, and, like, Flair's coming, Flair's coming. Hey, uh, who are you? You still here? You're fired. And slams a guy who's on a ladder, and you can't see his face, and then he just hits him and, you know, tells some woman to dress up fancy or, like, just going through, and he stumbles but still carries it. Like, mm-hmm. Heenan. Heenan, for me, is, is one of the most influential comedians for me. I used to love, again, I think I mentioned this when we were talking about who the greatest announcer was, but I used to think Jesse the Body was absolutely awesome and, and hilarious and able to build somebody up and knock him down in one sentence almost all the time. So it was fantastic. Uh, but if we're talking actual comedians, that I would say John Ritter, Dana Carvey, and Martin Short. Ooh, yeah. John yeah. Ritter. Mm-hmm. I first moved to L.A., I watched a Three's Company marathon for eight week, for eight years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, how about you, buddy? Uh, I think David Cross and Bill Hicks, those mm-hmm. guys that really sort of spoke to me. Uh, there's a British actor named Pete Capaldi who's an, an amazing actor, but he's one of those guys that when he's given comedic material, he's just like a foul-mouthed Shakespearean beast. It's awesome. Oh, like and Ryback. Uh, yeah, like Ryback. And also Michael Cole for you, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Michael Cole, um, K-O-H-L. He's a, he's a local comedian here he in, makes uh, those in Torrance. Yeah. yeah, he makes those clothes. He's uh, he's a funny guy. At Jack 15021976 says, if you could be a wrestler for one day, who would you be and why? This is, this is again, it's a trick question because I think I would just say Kelly Kelly, but I wouldn't wrestle. I would just play with myself all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like tea? You play yeah. tea party and dress up? No. Angry Birds. <laughs> no, no. Words with friends. Tetris. I would just hop into the women's locker room, uh, hop in the shower, and just be but, there all day. But you have your same voice. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm Kelly Kelly. <laughs> Let's play around, huh? So, yeah, I guess that's, to me, that's the only way to answer that question, because every, <laughs> every other thing seems like it would be a little bit weird. I'd be Tara. <laughs> oh, on TNA? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I guess if that's what we're doing, then... Uh... Well, I don't see how else. Well, I knew you guys took my question. two favorites. I don't yeah. know who else would want to be. Uh, if we who would, would you want to be for a day? Yeah, if you wanted to match somebody's career or something like that, that'd be a different question. But if we only had one day, yeah, if you have one obvious. day, yeah. I'm going to town on myself as terrible. I, I guess we have Velvet Sky. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was... 
If nope, we had not to... Taz, you're not going to be Taz. No, I don't think I'd want to yeah. be Taz taking a shower all day. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, if Taz had my voice, it'd be like, "Hey guys, how you doing? I'm Taz. <laughs> I'll suplex you because I'm human." Uh, at heel underscore turn underscore DQ. Says, wait, wait, are we are we, we going to do that that other question seriously? Oh, we did do it. I, I did do it. Seriously. We are doing. That's it what seriously. I'm going to do. If I'm vice versaing Judge Reinhold, Fred Savage style day. I am Tara, and Tara's going to be really upset that she's going to be yeah. some pasty, skinny white guy who's just filled with shame. It's going to be really funny when you switch back into your body and you find out you like own property and stuff, and you're managing <laughs> a small business. Like, when oh. did I get this fucking pet store? And Kelly, Kelly goes back into her body, and she's just tired and worn out. <laughs> she has all these tattoos of how to contact you. <laughs> like memento. <laughs> Because you wouldn't trust a piece of paper like that's going to get thrown away or misplaced. Uh, so he'll uh, turn DQ says another great episode. I was wondering if Savage had anything to say about being named best intercontinental champion of all time by WWE and how honky tonk man feels about that. Well, I think we may have time to figure out how Savage feels about it. Yeah, I think we do. Uh, we, we honky tonk man's very particular who he talks to. Yeah, and yeah. we're currently on his ass whooping list, so Definitely. he doesn't want to talk to us right now. Uh, that list is laminated. How are we supposed to get off of that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a sharpie. And uh, then... Steve, will you get the Undertaker's phone out of that little velvet coffin and oh, set yeah. it up? There we go. <laughs> like the magical black phone. Yes. They... What's that? We're ochre. O c h r e. Okra. Yep. Okra. Yeah, that's yeah. not right. It's a vegetable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, burnt umber. Okay, I guess just press the one button. That's all it has on there. There you go. Ah! ah. Yeah. It burned? It's yeah. sharp. Oh, that means it's, it's starting. Hello? Ring a ding ding. Macho Man? Macho? Yes, hello. How are you? Good evening. Good day, afternoon, whatever time it may be. Hi, how are you doing, Macho? I'm doing great, yeah. It's the curtain shirts, guys. The moon is out, stars are aligned, rainbows are doubled. Wow. Uh, you know, sadly enough, I mean, we're just coming up on the one-year anniversary Sad? of Sad? Oh, don't cry. No, wipe them tears away. Yeah, suck them in for the juice. Yeah, yeah. get the power of yeah. your tears. <laughs> Got him. Good, good, good. Hey, you were just named the best intercontinental champion of all time. The greatest one that the greatest. there is yeah. ever in the existence. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, double clap, triple clap. I'm clapping too, quadruple clap if you're all clapping. Well, how yeah. do you feel about that? Is that an honor that you you enjoy in your in your new home? Of course it's an honor, yeah. But it's without a doubt. I, everything I do is the greatest thing that there ever was. I, I'm not going to argue with him. I think he's a pretty cool cat. Nor should you. You'd be out debated by me. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right, Mr. I'd be the greatest debater. You want to debate? I win. (laughs) The great debater. What other great, what other things are you good at? I'm the greatest movie star of all time with the greatest movie in the greatest role. Yeah. Uh, Are you upset that they're actually remaking that movie now? Oh, they're they're remaking Bolt. Bolt? Uh, Oh, yeah. I'm a thug in Bolt. The animated movie. Yeah, it's Disney. Uh, Brad, are they remaking Bolt? I don't think so. They better not make it again. Oh, it's perfect. That is a good movie. That's the one I... Brad, what movie were you talking about? 10 out of 10. That's what the German judges say. (laughs) 
<laughs> and they're tough. The German was, justices are tough. tough. They they got a long history of anger. Those guys. That's I right. was talking about your portrayal of Bonesaw. Bonesaw's ready. Bonesaw. 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 Yeah, you can't redo it. It's perfect the way it is. God, that Actually, was so in high cool. definition. You see, in right. high definition. No, uh, what are we missing? You're missing high definition. I guess you're right. Extra beard. Yeah. What else are you great at? I'm great at uh, uh making pesto. Ooh, Ooh wow, that's I, a tricky song. You sauce. know, Mr. Macho Man, I'm uh, pretty good at making pesto. I don't myself. think you're the best one. You I use pine s- nuts. Uh, I use almonds sometimes. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> you don't use those. And then you got to use, uh, you got to use, uh, you basil. Gotta, you got to use basil. You use a double axe handle. Uh, to, to, to mince it? To mince it, yeah. You double axe handle the pesto. That's what makes it fine. Uh, no, you know fine. what? I don't double axe handle. Had I double axe handled, I'd feel like it was a pesto job real well done. Well, then you're going to make the greatest pesto of all time. Good. I love pesto. Guys, I'm the greatest that there is. I gotta leave you now. Wait, Macho okay. Man, don't go. I Please. gotta go. Stay. Stay, Macho Man, stay. Oh. Yeah, that was great. Man. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. It was but good I, could to talk talk, to I could talk to him forever. It, lifted, it really lifted my spirits. Good. Yeah, Definitely. never be sad. Whenever you're sad, uh, you should listen to the Macho Man. Yeah, uh, listen to the Macho Man. Lift your spirits. Guys, there's a lot of stuff to plug before we go. We're wrapping up here on Curtain Jerks. Uh, yeah, especially since Laurinaitis has had his cork pulled. Time to plug the dam, right, guys? <laughs> yep, that's right, Steve. Memphis Heat, the, stru- the true story of Memphis wrestling, the documentary yeah. that you guys uh, screened at Second City. And we did a whole show covering it. Yeah, yeah, you go back in our archives and check that out. It is now available on iTunes. Three ninety nine to rent in standard definition. Four ninety nine to rent in HD. That's a hell of a deal. Do it too. Watch this thing. Jackie Fargo alone is absolutely Fantastic. worth. Yeah, you guys, pleasure. you guys yeah. really got me hyped on Jackie Fargo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's nine ninety nine to buy it in standard definition and twelve ninety nine to buy it in HD. And of course, you can still go to memphis-heat.com and buy the DVD there, and it has over two hours of bonus footage on there. A really Definitely. exciting extra footage. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Really great, great people involved stuff. with that and stuff as well. And we got another couple of improv shows coming up yes. with uh, former WWE superstar John Morrison mm-hmm. on June 30th, or sorry, May 30th and June 6th at 10 p.m. at Second City in Hollywood. So he, we're going to be doing sketches and spoofs with uh, Morrison again. <laughs> Tickets are cheap. Tickets are cheap. Yeah. What are they? Ten dollars? Yeah. We'll we'll put uh we'll put links on our Facebook page. So like us there, facebook.com backslash curtain jerks in order to find out information about the shows if you're in the LA area and want to just come hoot and holler at us and then you know, John Morrison's there too. Yeah, yeah. just you why know. not? Yeah. But we we know that you're there to see us. Yes, obviously. Uh, also go to you youtube.com backslash curtain jerks. We release a uh, weekly promo video there every week, so you want to check those out. Go to twitter.com backslash curtain jerks. Send us your jerk tweets, swagger tweets. Uh, Steve? Uh, sandwich action figure backyard we, tweets. We did get one of those. We we did get one. I don't know how you're going to think you're going to beat this picture, guys. Yeah, check it out yeah. on Twitter. It is fantastic. It's amazing. Please do. But uh, if, you, if you've got the guts... If you got the gumption, take a picture of your backyard with an action figure in a sandwich, and you'll see how, you'll see what happens. See if you can de- uh, defeat the current champ. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and listen to us on a Comedy Podcast Network, along with many other great shows on there. And also uh, rate and review our show on iTunes. That helps us out tremendously. We saw that some of you fans have been doing that lately, and thank you so much for doing that. If you're listening, it just takes two minutes of your time. Go do it. It's super fun. Uh, so for Curtain Jerks, I am Scott Narber. I'm Steve Sears. I'm Brecken L. See you next week.
For more funny stuff for your eyes and ears, go to ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.